We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Raptors Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sean Davis. Joined by me, uh, joined with me as always, Luca Rosano, co-host of the Raptors Nation podcast. Luca, how are you doing, man? And thanks so much for having back on, as always. Yeah, thanks so much for watching and listening, guys. Again, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your favorite podcast and subscribe to the channel for Raptors news all season long. We're still in that weird point where... There's not a whole lot to talk about, but we're getting to the point where there is going to be a lot to talk about. But with that being said, we do have something to talk about on today's show, Sean. And let's just dive right into it. Josh Jackson, he has been signed by the Toronto Raptors, filling up that final roster spot ahead of training camp. I thought it was going to be Jalen Harris. I think you suspected that it could be Jalen Harris. I was wrong. Raptors going with a curveball here bringing in Josh Jackson, 25 years old, has had a couple of stints so far in his NBA career, spent some time with the Pistons and also the Kings a season ago. He was a star at at Kansas. That's how I know him uh, mainly uh, at. But other than that, I mean, since he entered the NBA, what was he, a fourth overall pick, I believe? He hasn't been able to uh, find his footing. Yeah, really, really quickly, guys, before we continue, please do subscribe right here to the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Ring that post notification bell as well, guys, and leave a like as well. It also really helps the algorithm out on YouTube and lets them know you guys are enjoying the content. And again, if you're part of the 88% of people that watch the videos but are not subscribed, come on, it's that little red button. Just click that subscribe button and hit that post notification bell as well. But like Luca was saying, um, yeah, the Raptors throw us a complete curveball. Um, and, you know, go take a, a flyer on Josh Jackson, number four overall pick in that 2017 draft class. He was a pick after Jason Tatum. Um, I mean, imagine if Boston, I mean, if Boston, and this is just for my own personal gripe, they were so confident that Tatum would be at three. They traded back to number three to get Tatum. But um, Josh Jackson, the number four overall pick to the Phoenix Suns in a, Really good draft class, including Donovan Mitchell. Fancy that the Raptors were linked to Donovan Mitchell this year. And uh, Bam Adebayo, amongst other really good players in that draft class. But you're looking at a 6'8 wing uh, slash forward who's still really athletic. Like uh, Lucas said, was a standout at Kansas, which is the re- big reason why he is. He was a top five pick in 2017, who 
just really never found his footing in the NBA. And in a modern NBA where the league prioritizes three and D wings, he definitely did provide a three part. And defensively, it wasn't the best either. No, he's he's he, his career high from three is 32 percent. And that was in his second year. And in the years uh, after that, he shot 31.9, 30%, and he shot 26.5% in Detroit last year. And then when he went to Sacramento, he shot 17.6% from three-point range. Wow. So in terms of that, that's why I think he's really had a hard time in the NBA. Um, he, he's just a dart flyer um, that maybe sticks. And Nick Nurse has has a thing for six, eight wings that – are crazy athletic with a lot of size. So um, it was definitely a curveball. But, I mean, for it to be – you're taking a chance on a guy who's still young. Um, why not? I think that's the big point here. He's still only 25 years old. And if there's one team that's going to resurrect his career and turn his career around, it is the Toronto Raptors. But you mentioned it. I mean, in a league that is filled with 3 and D guys, you want to stick around in this league as a role player – you got to be able to hit the three ball and you got to be able to defend. And unfortunately, Jackson has struggled doing both, but he has the stature. He has the length. He has the athleticism to be able to do both, but he just hasn't put it all together. He hasn't figured it out. He has definitely been uh, a disappointment for his sake early on in his career. A lot of people are high on him. He probably expected himself to be in a much different situation now. Um, but it's not all is not lost. There's still an opportunity for him to work with the Raptors developmental team and and really learn and thrive playing with some of the other guys on this team. And he's going to have his work cut out for him. It's not going to be easy. He's going to have to beat out some other guys to make it to the actual roster. Guys like Delano Banton, guys like Justin Champagne. So he's going to have to bring his A game. But at least for his sake, he gets an opportunity here. And this could be his last big chance to really crack a legitimate team and crack a legitimate organization in the Toronto Raptors. So we'll see how motivated he is. We'll see how he comes prepared once camp starts. But look, Sean, he has all the intangibles. Like I said, he's got that size. He's yet another six, eight plus player on this Raptors team. I'm rooting for Josh Jackson. I was a big fan of his when he played with the Kansas Jayhawks. And I still think that he can turn it around so we'll see if the Raptors can get the most out of him yeah and you were kind of alluding to it as well um and this was what Blake Murphy reported that uh of Sportsnet that Jackson is on a non-guaranteed deal it's a just a regular old school training camp invite deal where if he plays well he could very well make his way on the official 15-man Toronto Raptors roster heading into the regular season um, this doesn't affect the Raptors in terms of their money situation either. Just an unguaranteed contract, non-guaranteed contract that I feel, again, I said this in a video earlier. Go check that out. Um, it's a low risk, high reward yeah. uh, for the Raptors. And it's what, like you mentioned, Luca, could be, unfortunately, Josh Jackson's last real opportunity to shape a role in the NBA. And I'm not even saying that if he makes a team, he'll be playing significant minutes, but, you know, proving to Nick Nurse, who in my opinion is the second best head coach in basketball, but proving to a top three head coach that he, you're still an NBA player and someone that you can be trusted if an injury happens or uh, multiple injuries at this point, because the Raptors have so much depth. Uh, but 
if an injury happens, you're willing to step up and, you know, in this culture that's very next man up mentality, you're willing to step up and Nick Nurse can still rely on you and trust you. So, um, like you mentioned, this could be his last stop, unfortunately. That's some high praise there. Nick Nurse, second best coach in the NBA. Who's your number one? I'm curious. It's Bo. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Spolstra. Yeah, I agree with that. I know I'm getting off topic here, but it, it's interesting that you bring that up. Nick Nurse is definitely in my top three. I would probably say Spolstra as well. Um, yeah, I think that's fair to say. So, But going back to your point, uh, Nick Nurse, if he has faith in you, if he has trust in you, and right. if Josh Jackson can ultimately make the 50-man rotation, that's going to say a lot about him and um, if he can turn his entire career around. Does he ultimately make it? Probably not. Like you said, there's not a whole – there's nothing attached to this. It's literally – low risk, high reward, nothing to lose, see what he can give you. And uh, I know the Josh Jackson fans out there are going to be rooting for him. So, yeah, we'll see what he uh, brings to the table. But ultimately, there's just so many good players on this training camp roster. It's going to be so few limited spots. Competition is going to be steep. Man, it's going to be tough to see how this one plays out. A lot of guys are going to be hungry for that opportunity. All right, guys, so let's have a little bit of fun here. And that was great talk on Josh Jackson. But let's have a little bit of fun here. And let's take a look and see where the Raptors stack up in the Easter Conference against each team. And we, we, we've we done something similar. We did our record predictions. We did our power rankings. But in today's podcast, we're going to go team by team and kind of, you know, do a, okay, this team on a scale of this team really worries me. I'm indifferent or... No, I love my chances, you know, balls to the wall. I like my shot against this team. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of fun doing this. And uh, Luca, where do you want to start off first, man? Yeah, I guess I'll uh, set the tone here, take the rope. So how I'll do this is I'm looking at last year's NBA standings, particularly in the Eastern Conference, and I'll go from 15 and up and just go quick in terms of uh, the teams and how they match up against the Raptors. So in terms of teams that I'm not worried about whatsoever being a problem to the Raptors, the Magic, I know they have a bright future. Paolo Bancaro, fellow Italian, I'm very high on him. I think the Magic do have a lot of good young pieces. They could be uh, one of those teams that could make some noise in a few years, but they're still ways away from that. So Raptors going against the Magic does not worry me. Uh, the Pistons, I'm high on the Pistons. I'm higher on the Pistons than you are, Sean, as I made known in my standings my power rankings whatever you want to call it that we did a couple shows ago the Pistons are going to be much better than they were a season ago Dwayne Casey for whatever reason still has the Raptors number so do they worry me no are they going to be problematic to the Raptors yes especially since they're going to be better so that's going to be a matchup that the Raptors definitely got to uh bring their a game for uh Pacers don't worry me the Wizards, don't worry me. I think the Raptors can easily take those teams. The Knicks, who have, what, $340 million plus dedicated to uh, Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. Like, does that team worry me? Does that team scare me? No. I know. I, I think I have the Knicks coach. sneaking into the uh, to the plan, but they're not going to – they're not a threat to the Raptors. Sorry, what were you saying? No, I was just uh, talking about with Tibbs as the head coach, who yeah. I'm lower on. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. Scare me. I, I saw a tweet. It, it made me laugh. I mean, they called that big three. Uh, well, I'm calling it a big three. They call it the mid three. <laughs> the mid three. 
the most expensive mid three in the NBA. That mid three ain't scaring the Raptors. I'll tell you that much. Hornets, they're not scaring the Raptors. The Cleveland Cavaliers, okay, you might consider this a hot take or not. I can see them on the same playing field as the Raptors. Cleveland is the team to me that I think takes a very big leap. I know I talked about the Pistons potentially taking that leap into the plan. The Cavs who finished, uh, what do they finish? Ninth, they missed the playoffs. That's a team that I can see getting into a top four position or flirt with that, like top four, top five uh, okay. position. I, I'm really high on the uh, the Cavaliers. So that, that's a team that uh, I could see potentially on the same playing level as the Raptors if those guys pan out. Hawks, I'm going to say no, honestly. We talked about this in our show before. Um, the addition of DeJounte Murray – I don't think it's going to make the Hawks significantly significantly better. I still think that's going to be a team that the Raptors are going to be better than. Uh, Brooklyn. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody's coming back. If they're engaged, I'll put them on the same tier as the Raptors. Chicago, not scaring me. I think they're going to take a step back. We both had them, I think, missing the playoffs or no, finishing ninth. So I guess in the play-in, um, that's a team that didn't make any significant changes. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think that Bulls team is going to be better than they were a season ago. So Raptors clear them. Um, now it's going to get interesting. So the 76ers, I'll put them on kind of the same tier as the Toronto Raptors. And uh, I guess I'll put the Miami Heat as well. Although I do think the Miami Heat are going to take a step back. So those are some teams that I have on the same tier, just to reiterate, uh, Heat, uh, Sixers, um, Nets, and I guess my hot take is the Cavaliers. And then two teams who I think are better than the Raptors as of now are going to be the Celtics and the Bucks. So I, I said this last show, I'll say it again. I think one and two is going to be Bucks, Celtics, interchangeable, whatever the order is. I think after that, it's going to be open, and the Raptors could definitely enter that second tier and uh, compete for a third seed in the East. So, yeah, basically the Raptors can beat any team. Um, I, I just think, yeah, the Celtics and the Bucks are going to be the team to beat. Yeah, look, I agree with the with with most of your lists, but I guess I'll just have a crack at running through the Easter Conference. Uh, the Orlando Magic don't concern me. Although I will say, and maybe it's because I do like the Magic team this year, um, they had, I believe, the seventh best defense post the All Star break. Uh, they got more. They got more talent. They're, I mean, part of it is they're getting healthy. Jonathan Isaac presumably getting back. 
to full strength this year that you're adding in Paulo Bancaro, uh, Banchero, uh this season as well. So I'm not worried about them, but I would keep an eye on them. And uh, I, I just like the Magic this year. Um, the Pistons, um, I don't, I mean, they're, they don't worry me either, but they're, they're like the, uh, if you're a Jays fan, they're like the Baltimore Orioles where they're just annoying and they're a pest. Um, they, you, you just can't get away with them. You can't get away from them. They're just always a pain in your side, a thorn in your side. Um, but all in all, they don't, they don't worry me that much. Um, and I, I already feel I'm already lower on them than you are, Luca. Um, going through the rest of it, the Pacers. No, I like their talent, but they just can't guard worth anything, man. Like they had, I believe, the second worst defense since the All Star break. So adding in um, Tyrese Halliburton, and since that trade, they were the second worst defensive basketball in terms of defensive rating at like 120 point. I want to say nine. Defensive rating was something ridiculously bad like that. By the way, that is bad. If that's offense, that'd be good. But, um, yeah, they just can't guard worth anything, and they're not that deep. Um, the Wizards don't concern me. As a matter of fact, the Wizards, in my opinion, kind of going off track here, they are in a very weird spot to me. Like, I don't know what their direction is. Like, they're playing like it's, they're building the team like they want to compete, but – they're, I don't know. The Wizards are a very, very weird basketball team and a very weird uh, run organization. The Knicks don't scare me. They have the mid three, like Lucas said. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, Charlotte, same reason, man. Like they can't guard worth anything. So I feel like the Raptors, who don't even have that great of an half court offense, will last year anyway. I do think it'll improve for reasons we've talked about in the past. Um, I think to be able to score on these teams and we know the Raptors should be elite defensively. So, um, yeah, I, I have no, no worries at all about the Charlotte Hornets. The Cavs is where it starts to get interesting. I, I'm not sure if I would say they could be a four seed this year. That's where I tamper a little bit uh, than you. But I do think the Cavs, they don't worry me per se, but I know that I'm like, okay, crap, we're facing Cleveland. Like, it's going to be a tough one um they're very very well coached um they have a bunch of talent uh part of it is you know they're getting they're just getting better based off of development again they're very well coached and they didn't make the playoffs last year because of health um darius garland missed a chunk of that second half of the season we know what happened to colin sexton we know what happened with uh, ricky rubio was a big piece for the first half of that season i believe kevin love dealt with some injuries i know uh evan mobley i think dealt with some injuries as well so they were just a very injury-riddled team, and it, you were looking at the G League version of the Cavs. It felt like for a two-week stretch last season. Um, so it, I, I really am high on the Cavs team this year, so I'd say they're on the same playing field. Uh, we are thinking the same uh, telewave. That, I don't know if that's not even a word, but we're on the same wavelength. There we go. Um, for the Hawks, the Hawks just don't move the needle for me, and it's the, the – well, the DeJounte Murray trade doesn't do it for me. I've said in the past, I think the Hawks needed more of a wing scorer than another guard. Um, the only benefit out of that deal for me is you let Trey, who's an elite off-ball shooter, do that more often. But it's not enough for me to say, yep, they're on the same level as the Raptors. Yeah, Brooklyn, I'm not going to say I'm worried because Brooklyn's I, – I don't trust them. I feel like they could self-destruct at any minute. So you have to show me first, Brooklyn. Um Chicago, same wavelength. 
not worried about them at all. They got worse, in my opinion, and their defense is solely dependent on Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball being healthy. And unfortunately, because I love those guys, um, they haven't been able to stay healthy. So Chicago does not worry me at all, and I just think they got worse in general. Um, Philly, I'm lower on Philly, but I do agree they're probably on the same same level as the Raptors. Um, I think we can beat them. Um, I think with a team that now has that was a really young team that now has a playoff experience, if we met up in a seven game series, I think we could get them. I picked the Raptors to win last season with no playoff experience outside of the uh, Siakam, Bambly, I guess OG as well. But um, that was a really young team last year, and I picked them still. Um, and then Miami, Miami is such so weird to me. I'm actually gonna say they worry me a little bit. So I guess they're in that tier above, but if you, I mean, you put them in that second tier. So, I mean, I have no gripes with that. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I'm going to give Spo the benefit of the doubt. He's, he's earned it. And um, I mean, Miami just finds guys out of thin air that turn into stud rotation players. Like they found Duncan Robinson and Max Drews. Like, where did you, where did you find these guys? You know, like, yeah. um, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, they do. They did lose PJ Tucker, but they have some guys that could that could fill in that role. Um, although they're younger, more unproven guys. They, I mean, it's Miami, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt there. And like you said, Milwaukee, Boston, no brainers. Um, although we face Boston, I think we can get Boston. Milwaukee, I'm not sure because Giannis is just ridiculous. Um, but. Boston, I, I think we, I think we could get Boston. I really do. I really do think we, if in a, in a seven game series, I think, <laughs> I think the Raptors yeah. could get them. I think. I, I, I think the reverse. I just think the Raptors have the Bucks number. It's weird. Every time they play the Bucks, they just play such a complete game. It's like they have uh, Giannis's numbers going back to the Eastern Conference Finals when Kawhi was here. Boston is the the Raptors' uh, kryptonite. I think that's a team that matches up against the Raptors really, really well. Although the Raptors were in some competitive battles with the Celtics last season, call me crazy. I'd rather see the Raptors and Bucks in a seven game series versus uh, having the Raptors and Celtics in a seven game series. So we're on the opposite of that. We'll see how that ages over time. One thing I'll say about our lists. uh, Yeah, I guess you're higher on my uh, Miami's a little bit more than I am. I'm still big on Miami. I just think the Raptors are on the same playing field. Are we both underestimating the Nets, because every single year I've overestimated them. I've had the Nets come out of the East, make it to the finals. This is the one year I would say, yeah, the first year that this whole KD Nets experiment has been going on that I'm not high on the Nets. But I have this funny feeling it might come back and bite me. Can the Nets actually put this thing together? And could they be amongst that tier with Boston and Milwaukee? If if you told me it happened, I wouldn't believe. I wouldn't uh, be too surprised. They have the talent to be able to do that. Um, but I mean, I think the reason why we haven't done that yet, or like say they're a title contender, or they're up to well, they're a title contender, but like one of the favorites up there with Boston, Milwaukee, is because I think we've been burned way too much yeah. uh, by this Brooklyn team, and um, the way this off season went again. It feels like this could go up in flames legitimately in any moment. And um, yeah. word it, like, it, it, does Katie really not like? I mean, even if he doesn't like not like Steve Nash and Sean Marks, 
you have to imagine it's going to be a really, really weird and really, really toxic locker room. I mean, you're throwing Ben Simmons into the fire too now. Got a lot of a lot of new pieces um, or a decent amount of new pieces that you try to have to fit together. Like Joe Harris, he's not a new piece, but he missed almost all the last season. You're trying yeah. to reintegrate him into a locker room that's toxic now and with a bunch of new players. So talent-wise, sure, they could be up there, but I don't trust this Brooklyn Nets team personally. I think that's perfectly sad, and that's the reason why I'm not high on them this season as I've been in seasons past is this thing can blow at any minute. And, yeah, the all those egos in that locker room, who knows if it's going to all come together. We don't even know what Ben Simmons looks like after he hasn't played in so long. So it's going to be interesting. That's the one team that I'm most interested to watch other than the Raptors just to see if they can piece it together, if they can put it all together. And if they are a team that we'll be talking about towards the end of the season for uh, either making a run or or just self imploding, yeah, we got the we got the we got Brooklyn early in the year, don't we? Yeah, I think it's like uh, one week? First, yeah one of the first games. I think isn't it the second game? It's the second game of the year at Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there you go. So yeah, I'll, I'll get to watch the Nets uh, very soon to the season. Man, you look at this. Six versus six, seven games now. Like it's even more of a gauntlet now that Brooklyn's fully healthy. Like yeah, I, I know we went through the schedule already, so go check out that video. But I'm just gonna reread the schedule because this is ridiculous. October, so kick off the season at home against Cleveland, who we're really high on. At Brooklyn, who we're I guess high on, but you know we're holding some reservations on them. Back to back at Miami, back to back at home against Philly, and at Atlanta. Yeah, so basically, going based on what we said in this show, the Raptors are playing every team on their same. Yeah, except one on their same level. Man, it's gonna be a gauntlet, and uh, we're gonna get we're gonna keep you all covered this season with all the Raptors' latest news, game coverage, film breakdowns, and more. I can't wait for that, and I can't wait to get out of the dog days of the off season. Luca, my man, this was fun as always. Thank you for hopping on with us. As always, Sean, pleasure. And uh, we'll catch you all again in the next one. Stay safe, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.